evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion Live Stream. Episode number 241, the 14th of December, 2019. Yes, everyone, I am your first host, Alex Garth on Marsh. With me is Brett Heath the Dog Grissomer. Huzzah! Cheers! Huzzah, indeed. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. And uh, today is the beginning of the end of the year stuff for us today. <laughs> the end because is that's, you know, the end of the year. The end of the year is nigh, and that's exactly what's happening. We are not going to have a show next week. Uh, we are taking we are taking a break because of Christmas type responsibilities that are going to monopolize our time. But we will be back on the twenty eighth after Christmas, and that's Before when we will have our worst of episode. Best of. Ah, you're right. Best of because, as you can see from the credits that are going to come up here in just a second, today in RNG, we're going to be doing the best of. We didn't want to end. We're right? doing the worst of this week. The worst of. Yeah, yeah. The worst of because uh, we didn't want to end on a bad on a bad note. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, Garthon said so. You know, we, we should not do the worst, the worst of at the end of the year. Let's end good. Yeah. So, OK. In so positive. Yes, that's right. Okay. Positive indeed. That's us. All positive. All the time. All positive. Sure. We're the we're the top end of the battery over yeah. here. Yep. There it is. So what have you been up to, Heathen Dog? Well, let's see. I've been searching for the Christmas present for my wife. Uh, she has uh, Renaud's, which is a uh, 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 slight uh, affliction where when. I say slight, but a lot of people say, oh, it sucks butt, but come on now. Where when uh, when you get a temperature change in your fingers or parts of your body and suddenly your your vessels will just clench up and the fingers will go numb. Her uh, When her hands get cold really fast, these three fingers on both hands will go numb. Oh. So I'm searching for uh, heated gloves that have filaments in the fingers and aren't crap. Mm, That's that hard. Part. Yeah, the second part is hard. Very, very hard. And the really good stuff is in the UK and Finland. And uh, the shipping cost is uh, uh, drastic. I'm going to say drastic. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still I'm still looking. I only got a couple more days to make sure it gets here. Yeah, good luck with that one. Thank you. What about you? I'm sick. Besides that. Sick is doing you. You're not doing sick. I just finished working about three 12-hour days in a row. That's probably what got you sick. Your body's like, no, you're supposed to quit. Uh, it's all the sick people in my house that got me sick. Yeah, oh, well, uh, the Garthon is doing okay, other than being ill and having to work a lot recently, which is just, you know, what happens at the end of the year. Whatever. And stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of out of it, but I'm here with the loop-de-loos and the woody woos and the heathen dogs. And we're going to do this. We're going to give stuff away because it is our giveaway episode. Not That's our big right. giveaway episode. That's the end of the year. Everyone needs yep. to be there for that. That's right. We're going to give away lots and lots of games. If we hit 100 subscribers, we're going to give away the entire library. Yeah. That we have the back library, which is about 40 Steam games. So, you know, we need 100 subscribers for that. We are not close to that right now. No. We are not. No. So get on that, people. We're not we super really. far. How do you define far from close, man? That's the question. It's ephemeral. Yeah, it's deep. 99 so, could be far because you don't win, right? That's right. There you go. Second place is the first loser. 
That doesn't apply. All right, let's talk what we're doing today. <laughs> uh, he likes to the dog. We have RPG Fundamentals, Dungeon Crawl Classics, The System, Part 1. Part and, 1, yes. In Garthon's Compo, we're going to talk about the new Doom 2099, number 1. Batman, Curse the White Knight, number 5. Symbiote Spider-Man, Alien Reality, number 1. And in the RNG... I didn't see- know how to call an Alien Reality. Dang Whatever. it. I'm going to get yelled at by, by our, our hair slow. Good. Let him yell. Okay. <laughs> it's good for his health. It lowers his blood pressure. <laughs> like the grandpa and family ties. And did the RNG, the worst of 2019, the worst comic book and the worst anime we were subjected to this year. We will let you know what they are so you can avoid them or subject yourself to them if that's what you're into. You know what? I don't judge. Okay. People are into all sorts of weird stuff. You know, some people, they love the new Star Wars movies. They're like, oh, man, then... The New Order, or whatever the hell they're called, are the best idea. Ray is a deep and complicated character. You know, that's cool. That's awesome. I'm glad you're into it. That's great. I've never actually heard that from a real person. That is fit. Really? Because I was talking with a guy named Rain, his name was. He said that that episode, what, eight was just the best. He said the personification of Luke Skywalker as a grumpy old fart who helps no one was really how it should be. And, and the best character deaths happen off screen. R.I.P. Akbar. Yeah, that's what Mr. I uh, said his name is Rain W. That's what he told me. He also asked okay. for a dollar for lunch after that. But you know. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Whatever. All right. So let's keep moving. Oh, it's blue. And after that, first giveaway. That's right. Tomb Raider. This is the 2013 remake of the uh 1996 game it's actually it's, it's uh, not a it's well it's not really a well, remake of the first game it's it's a reimagining a relaunch. reimagination of the first game they it's, they, it's a, they it's an excellent game they, yeah yeah they, they basically took the game and they updated all the graphics and they updated the engine a little bit and they they, they made it no, all they, they it's a completely new game that bears no really? resemblance at all the, the first game racing. no it's a totally different yeah. game in every way oh wow Okay, I've never obviously I've never played it. I have, but uh, in, in the little bit I read about it, so it was like that. But the, we are the similarity start... is the main character is named Laura Croft. Oh well, then completely different game. There you go. It's a great, game, it. though. great game though. You heard it from the guy who played it. Action game, RPG, RPG elements, elements, which means you have to level yeah. weapons and crap. There you go. Okay, I've opened up the giveaway. Type in exclamation point Raider, and you have until the advertisements are done. Yes, everyone. Get in on this. x Raider, type it in. Type it in. Win the game. Impress your friends. It's a good game. All right, Hollyhock, excellent. Cresservius, thank you. Everyone, join. Join now. Heathen Dog commands you. Oh. <laughs> I can't hypno command dog. anything right now. <laughs> All hail the Hypno Dog. All right. <laughs> so on YouTube, Max Leo's doing Endless Legend Necrophage. I believe that's how they pronounce it in Italy. Sure. Uh, Necrophage, sure. Stellar Tactics, Book of Demons. He's a bad boy. And the Oof. Spatials, Galactology. I, I already made a joke about their liking their first album. I'm not going to make the yes, joke again. Yes, you did. Uh, the second stream is up now. You should check it out. Uh, well, the first is up now. The second's coming soon. Uh, Max really enjoyed this game, but no one was interested in watching it. I understand why. I, I watched it a little bit, and it, it wasn't my cup of tea. Well, some games are more fun to play than watch. Yeah, fair. Fair. So well, you should go by and play it yourself because he says it's awesome. And Astroneer is next. Yeah, he's he hasn't played Astroneer over a year, so he's coming back through all those changes that they made. 
That and, should be uh, pretty he's awesome. Be lost. It's going to be great. Yeah. And clearly, the 21st of December 2019, we will not have a live stream because nope. it's too many Christmas things happening. Correct. Festivus, whatever you're into. Uh, 20th December 2018 is the best of episode. We're going to do talk our usual stuff and also talk about the best comic and the best anime of the year and any other best tips we want to mention. I may actually also do best anime and best RPG. Yeah, very nice. I might have a top three comics. Who knows? We'll discuss it. But okay. January 4th, where it's the new year with the new look and the same us, or so it says. We'll see, we'll see how the uh, annual reviews go. Garthon's going to shave his head. That's his new look. I was going to go for the reverse T, you know. Oh, oh, the idiot mohawk. Got it. No, it's a, it's a reverse mohawk. You know, Mr. T had the mohawk. I'm just going to get the middle shaved. Yeah, the yeah. idiot mohawk, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the lead singer of Alien Ant Farm had that. And it worked out great for him, it right? did. They had one hit song. It was a remake right. of a Michael Jackson song. Oh, was, that's great. It was a really good remake, though. They did a remake of Smooth Criminal. It was really good. Okay. Face tattoos. Yes, I'm, I'm going to make sure that... I'm, I'm going to get the uh, the Mike Tyson tattoo on my face to make sure every single YouTube video that I'm in gets a copyright check. <laughs> Just for that. <laughs> I was going to get the, the, the gangster tier and a 13 on the other side. Maybe a spider web oh, on my neck. Go. There you go. MS-13. There you are. No, I'm not going to do That's that. It. That's just wrong. Oh, yeah. you got to do it no, now. No, no. Spider web. Spider web's good enough. No, no. You, you, have to get, you have to get a scar right here with stitches. <laughs> <laughs> All across. <laughs> oh. All right. 2020 is coming soon. Gen Con is in 2020. It's, it's yes. every year. Badge That's registration, true. 26 January. Activity sign up, 17 May. The event is 30 July to 2 August. So start planning out to go there. We're good planning on being there so far. So uh, be there with us. Join yeah, our yeah. Gen Con discussion on our Discord server. Streaming scheduled, twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Monday through Friday is Algarian at 9 a.m. playing Shroud of the Avatar, the best Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet. And Heathen Dog will engage in a Beat It style uh, tied together knife fight with anyone who disagrees. You have to supply the, uh, the guitar playing gang in the back. Yes, that's necessary. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Yeah, if you don't have the guitar playing gang in the back, then what the hell are we doing here? Uh, yeah. Heathen Dog has the sunglasses, but you have to provide the guitar playing gang. Uh, Heathen Dog, Monday, 8 p.m., Left 4 Dead 2, playing that with Elgarian. And that is awesome. Yes. Well, actually, no, not with Elgarian anymore. Oh, oh no. Elgarian bowed out. Okay. But my fault and Sauce Mouse, who are both, who are both subscribers to, to this channel, uh, have, have told me that they want to continue without him. Awesome. So we're going to continue without him. So left three dead, two. Yep. And then Thursday, 8.30 p.m., Imperial Glass Survival with me. Uh, currently doing our PvP run. Uh, we're challenging all comers That's as right. long as you are subscribers and are on our private server. Uh, well, if you're a subscriber, you get to be on our private server. So That's right. There and you, you go. Have, you have to own the game, too. That helps. That's right. It's us against everybody else who wants to play against us right there are rules like you can't start on our planet we're not actually trying to kill each other until we meet up on a third planet together exactly but or uh, anywhere out out in the solar system it's been interesting interesting. so far so uh, that's been fun we are busy mining uh we got killed in a base with giant guns as yeah giant unkillable guns it's not fair oh they're killable not not with our current weapons Uh, so it's essentially unkillable for us right now yeah, but the thing is, though, it, when hey, you shoot it. something and it says it says no, it is immune. 
You're like, come on, man. Even no, one damage? I'll I, take it. I shot it with the minigun and hurt it almost to half health. But then I ran out of ammo. Yeah, well. And guess what we can't make? Minigun ammo. That's yeah. right. So it's just yeah. a little beyond us right now, but we'll be back. Yep. Hell at MadGood.com. Uh, so uh, watch for that. That's been a lot of fun. And Saturday at 8 p.m. is the Leisure with live stream. We need to update this slide. Our producer did not update this slide. That's who I blame. No. Uh, Sunday okay. at 9 p.m., Garthon is doing his retro stream, and I am going to be starting this Sunday a Lunar Silver Star Story on the PlayStation 1. So I and got all the bugs worked slide, out, right? and it's going to be going, and it's going to be good. Or at least entertaining for one of us. Mm -hmm. At least someone will be entertained. Uh, Twitch.tv slash with 2 Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. with Astroneer with Max Leo. Uh, for 1,000 bits equals a giveaway. Vote for the next game. Nora That's on Thursday. True. Oh, go ahead. Oh, the, uh, um, every 1,000 bits that, uh, that are donated to the Legion Myth 2 channel, he gives away a Steam game. Which and it's completely awesome. random. He has, a, he has a little spinny thing and everything where you know, the, the, the spins the wheel and it stops on a game and that game is the, the that that's the game. And he, so far he's given away uh, South Park, the stick of truth. He's given away um, crap. Destiny two, maybe. I think it's not free to play. And a couple of games that I wasn't there for, but uh, yeah, no, they, these are not trash games. These, these are, these are, these good, are games. good games. Yeah. Uh, Noro on Thursday, 11 a.m. is playing Poyo Poyo champions and or hidden folks. Yeah. Depends she, if she played Puyo Puyo Champions last time. Yep, that's a fun game. And mm -hmm. twitch.tv slash Heathen Dog, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m., seven days to die with Legion Myth member Shares. And my fault on and there, my too. Fault. Yeah. Uh, actually, you, sh you should look in the VODs for here because uh, uh, it, was our, it was our first Horde night. It was our first uh, day, day seven. The Horde comes and Shares decides, oh, I'm going to throw sticks of dynamite. Well, he kind of messed up the throw and hit the base and blew it up. That's not good. Yeah, and hilarity ensued. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> so make sure to watch that. That sounds good. And don't forget to join our Discord community to chat and remain current. There's it is. Follow our announcements on Twitter at Legion Myth. Watch for stays recorded on content on YouTube, youtube.com slash Legion Myth. And watch and chat live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth or slash Legion of Myth 2. And don't forget our gear, 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 gear. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. All right, current goals. Twitch follower goal. Oh, we have that. Good uh, So, Twitch subscriber goal. Uh, we're trying to get it for the last month. If we do, it'll be awesome. Uh, YouTube subscriber goal is 1,500. We're only 50 away now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You okay. got you got 50 friends. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know. Tell them, tell them send send them a company subscribe. email. Send a company email. No one will mind. No one will mind. Uh, company wide email. Patreon.com slash YouTube goal is 100 a month or 48. That's all right. It's pretty stable. It's good. All right. So, Twitch follow subscribers, access all Twitch giveaways and contests, and we get comic reviews, live streams, daily Friday Harvest streams, the best F Friday Harvest stream on the internet. Legion with two follow subs counts towards our goals. YouTube subscribers get individual live streams, statements, additional Legion with content, and many more things. What will happen if we meet all of these goals? Well, we have one last goal. Uh, in 2019 with 100 Twitch subscribers, and if we do, we'll empty our video key cache on uh, the last live stream 2019, which, as we said earlier, was, what, 27th? 28th. 28th. That Saturday of December. So, 
Follow, subscribe, Legion Myth, chat with other friends, clip the share shooting audience, tell everyone we should be there, because then we'll give away more stuff, more people, more giveaways. We have over four years of content in the live stream alone, anime reviews, comic reviews, games, nerd stuff. And we have a major Shroud the Avatar content with Shroud the Avatar prices galore. So if you're playing Shroud the Avatar, that's even better for you. If you're not, it's an attempt to play, I guess. Teemos did appearing last five on Left 4 Dead 2. Interesting retro games. I played Final Fantasy 3 until it wiped all my saves. And now I'm playing Lunar. Uh, alternate challenges with two Heathen Dog. And we have our videos on YouTube, which are great to watch as well. Mm -hmm. Tabletops, RPGs, how-tos, unboxings, fundamentals, all sorts of crazy stuff. They charge Patreon, Patreons, Twitch supporters, Gary, Brian H, Sherry, thank you very much. You really, really appreciate it. Blar... Larla B, Reese H, Aaron M, thank you so much. Cheers, top and cheers is Zon, thank you so much. As well as Jensen and Sean Paxlayer. And Gift Subs, head is Zon, thank you so much. You're insane, we appreciate you. And Sean Butts, and Jensen, 0606. Thanks to all of our Twitch supporters and subscribers, we really, really do appreciate it. Refuse system, half star is horrible. The absolute worst thing you can do. It is, you're a bad person if you did this. Five stars so is amazing. Half star is like a Korean dumpster fire in the back of a Korean restaurant. It's horrible. Kimchi tinted. Oof. All right, full screen. The opinions and commentary expressed in this episode are solely the opinions and commentary of the individual and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, this content is not targeted towards children under the age of 13 and may include the occasional use of foul or offensive language. Thank you for understanding and continued viewership. Now everyone is safe. Yes. Is that time to roll? Oh, there it is. We got 10 more seconds. I'll give 10 seconds for this one. Type an exclamation seconds. point Raider to possibly win this game. Do it now. That's right. Do it to it. It's your last chance. This is it. That's right. You got five seconds now. Hope. 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 Well, with and delay, shouldn't you give a little more time? <laughs> exclamation by Baldahar wins. Uh, Duncan, you have not entered. Do you own this game? I guess Duncan just doesn't like you. He's got he's got time to make jokes, but not not time to enter the contest. This is funny. This is funny. Well, guess what? Hello, Matco. Guess what? I am closing the giveaway. <laughs> That's it. You don't get in now. I'm gonna pick a winner. Who's the winner? Fuck. Baldahar! Woo! Woo! I guess the explanation what Baldahar wins works. Congratulations, Duncan. God damn it. You did it. Woo! Woo, Baldahar wins! Oh, re-roll. I own it. Okay, no, we gotta re-roll. We gotta re-roll. <laughs> Duncan is a wizard. We gotta re-roll. Duncan is a wizard, apparently. Okay, we're gonna pick a new winner. It could be Baldahar again, then you just you just suck it and you, you play two games. That's all. Dragnot Here we go. Idaho 11. Here we go. Zahn! Zahn, you have won! Congratulations! Zahn is the real winner. Zahn, go ahead and uh, shoot your email to uh, to uh, Heathen Dog. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Zahn. Whis whisper your email to Heathen Dog, and uh, Max Leal will send you that game tomorrow because it is a forward by email key. So yeah. that's how it's got to happen. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game when I played through it. So it's a lot of fun. Story gets wacky at the end, but it's a really fun game. All right, so, All right, so. Next. All right, that's me. Giveaway number two. You take it, Heathen Dog. I will take it. Okay, let's see here. It says, Distraint uh, 2. Now, this game 
I have no idea. I thought I did with Tomb Raider, but now I'm not even going to guess because I failed so hard with Tomb Raider. So we're just going to reset here. If you want to look it up, you can. Uh, you if, if look Garth it up. Them, yeah. You need to you look up. Put, put the link in the, in the description. Wait, I have to look it up? Yeah, go ahead and do that. Okay, I'm going to open the giveaway. Distrait is a psychological horror action game. You are Price, a man who sold his humanity in a partnership from a leading company, McDade, Burton, and more. Distraint 2 falls on the bench in the first game. It is a sinister state of restoring hope and finding your purpose. Oh, it's like pixel art. It has oh, a okay. dark story, but a fair sense of dark humor. Gameplay is simple and effective. Right and left, collect items and solve puzzles, progress through engaging story. It's a side showing 2D with unique hand-drawn graphics. It certainly looks interesting. Yeah, the only game out of these three that I've played is the third giveaway. That's the only game I've played. Yes. So this and one really looks really like neat. It. So yeah, everyone, exclamation point, distraint. It looks really cool. This, uh, I'm guessing not a super long game either. It awesome. looks really awesome. So definitely check that out. I'd roll on it if I could. But I'm not allowed to. No, you're not. When life gives you lemons... Heathen Dogs, Tabletop, RPG Fundamentals. <laughs> Thank you very much, Garthon. Hello, everyone. Hope, I, hope we still find you well. Today is uh, our second part of the Dungeon Crawl Classics overview. Uh, first, we did the initial game overview. What, what are you going to get? I mean, what kind of game is it? So I did that last time. This time, I'm going to the system of the game to how do you play it? How does it work? And then next I'll go into character generation where, well, make a character, see how that goes and see if you want to pick up the game. Now, uh, if you are interested in this stuff, that's great. I want you to be, if you like this stuff, go ahead and like, subscribe, comment, share, all that good stuff. And let's continue on with the particulars of this game. Publication date. Is a uh, originally 2003. I say sort of. Ooh, I explained it. Bits and cheese. Oh, what's thank that? you, Zon. Wow, that was nice. on. Thank you, party hardy. All right. Ooh, ooh, thank you, Zon. All right. So, uh, I said 2003 sort of because I, I went over this in the introduction video where there's a whole backstory where in 2003 the game came out, but it wasn't really this game. It wasn't until 2012 that it really became the game I'm talking about. And now we're in our uh, fifth or seventh edition. There is a reason why it's fifth or seventh because there's misprints in the books and stuff like that. So it could say fifth and really be seventh. It's a thing. I went over it. Uh, the publisher is Goodman Games, and you can get it at the Goodman Games website for 40 bucks, hardcover and PDF. Or, or you can go to Amazon and get it for nine bucks off, hardcover and PDF. Sounds nice. Sounds like a better deal. Yes. Now, I'm not sure if that's Amazon Prime only i don't think so though or you can go through to drive through rpg and get for 25 bucks but only the pdf version if that's what you want you know like hey i play on a tablet it's fine like hey fine go for it get the pdf only save save yourself five bucks good deal all right now we are now going to talk about this system first what you need to know what i'm going to go over here what you need to know to understand how the game works first is ability scores it's got your average ability scores for the most part except luck now you've had luck in other games before but this one actually works like an ability score 
All right. So we're going to, I'm going to get into that. And then there's going to be classes and races. Now classes and races, unlike in, uh, in, uh, other games you may go in like a class and a race are two separate things. No class and a race are the same thing. I'm going to explain that when we get down to that too. And then in skills, skills, again, skills work a little differently. Skills are based on your background before you were an adventurer and how intelligently you use your background to talk yourself into more skills. Don't worry, talk about that too. And then, of course, we're going to end up in combat. Attack rolls, defense, how they work, what you roll, what factors into, say, your armor class, what factors into saving throws. And then at the end of that, we're going to talk about fumbles. Ah! This game... Yay, Sam Kid, thank you. Outstanding. Thank you. All right. Uh, this, This game has a rich... Uh, tapestry of fumbles that you could possibly do <laughs> if you roll a one. Before rolling a one is like, oh, you miss and you drop your weapon, or you miss and maybe maybe the if the game master is being a d bag, you hit yourself. Whatever. No, 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 no. We've got a list of up to fifty things that could happen <laughs> if you fumble, and we're gonna roll them. <laughs> so yeah, like rich tapestry of fumbles. That's what we're looking at here. So first. Let's start with your characteristics. These are your ability scores. And a lot of these you will recognize. Uh, Strength, this is your lifting, carrying capacity, pushing, pulling, whatever, your melee damage uh, bonus. That's that's your strength. Agility, your coordination reflexes. This one uh, factors into your reflex save. There are three saves. Reflex is one of them. And agility modifies that. If you have a great agility, it'll modify it to to the better. If you have a bad agility, then it'll modify it for for your detriment. Stamina. This is your physical endurance and resistance to poison, toxins, uh, you know, stuff, stuff like that. Physical malady, sickness, disease. It's also your fortitude save. It's, it, it modifies your fortitude save. Again, plus or minus, depending on how your stat plays out. And then there's your personality. This is your charm and willpower. This is actually a, a combination of, of regular D&D uh, charisma and willpower put together okay this one is important to clerics because this uh this determines the strength of their spell power how many spells they can use in a day and so forth then we have intelligence this is your ability to gather information to use the information you have and of course the beginning languages you start off with are equal to your modifier you even if you have a negative modifier you always start off with common or or your race language if you're not human but you know maybe you don't have anything else besides that Okay. And of course, this is important to wizards. This, uh, this augments or, or detriments your spell use. How many spells of the day, how much damage they do, how well you roll, stuff like that. And then we come to luck. This is really, uh, does the universe have your back? Maybe, maybe not. Depending if you're rolled between a three and an 18, just like all these other stats are rolled between three and 18 using three D six straight down the line. Now the game says, the game creator says, hey, yes, you can use house rules however you like to roll stats like you like you know other 3D6 stats are rolled, but try it once, 3D6 down the line, then do what you gotta do if your players try to revolt or whatever. But this is how this is how it's done. So let's since all these other abilities are kind of normal, let's take a closer look at luck. Like I said, it's rolled with a normal 3d6, just like all your other stats. 
your luck score modifies certain roles all the time. Okay? That's where the luck score table all comes in. All the time? All the time. Listen to me. We're rolling a D30 to roll to see what your luck score modifies. Let's say you roll a 10. It modifies all skill checks, including your thief skill. Let's say you roll a 27. It modifies corruption rolls, which I'll be getting into part two. Let's say you roll an eight. It modifies missile fire damage rolls. So if you roll an average luck, average luck, you know, between eight and 12 or 13, it won't modify anything. It's a zero modifier, just like any stat. But if you roll an exceptionally low or exceptionally high luck, then it'll modify these all the time. Which I've never seen before in a game. Hmm, it's interesting. On top of that, you can spend your luck. You can permanently drain your luck to get a bonus on any roll. Any roll at all. Doesn't matter. If you drain six luck, you get a plus six on that roll. It's a one for one deal. Now, this luck can be replenished. Usually, it's by following your alignment. And then you'll be able to get this luck back up to your starting total. Or if you're a thief or a halfling, they have they have the class ability, <laughs> class and race ability to get luck back. Thank you, Serial Kid. Serial Kid, thank you very much. Appreciate it, man. All right. So that's that's the luck expanded so you have a little idea of, of what luck does and it does quite a bit in the background this this bonus or minus could be big depending on what your class or race is yeah it's an interesting idea i think i like it yeah yeah if if, if your guy is is a bowman then having a, a minus to all missile damage rolls because your luck is three is gonna suck it's gonna be bad <laughs> but hey you know them's the breaks you know the universe is not looking out for you that's all that is all right, next, we were talking about classes and races. We're going to talk about it again right now. I'll explain it to you. Now, you can be a wizard or an elf, but you can't be both. All right, depending on your background, you are either a warrior, cleric, thief, or you're either a human or a demi-human, depending on your background. Human or demi-human. If you are a demi-human, you cannot be a class. Your race is your class. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, like basic D and D. Yes, your race is your class. That is all. You're, we are hearkening back to the seventies here. All right. Now, uh, like, like I said, this is chosen for your. Uh, this is chosen based on your occupation. This is what you did before you were an adventurer. You're level zero, and this is what you do. Okay. And if you rolled as your occupation, you are an elven butcher. Well, guess what? You're an elf. Yay. Yay. If you just roll butcher, then you're a human. I thought you for an elven butcher, you'd be like an orc. No, that, that, I don't, well, maybe orcs do consider that an <laughs> occupation. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it depends on what kind of dark campaign you want to run, I guess. I, don't know. I know. I'm just that's kidding. It. All right. But I'm going to get more into, into your occupations during character generation. Because there is a D100 chart of occupations. Uh, that's a it lot. Goes beyond this, it goes beyond the scope of what I want to talk about today. I like it. Yeah. So, also, everyone starts at level zero. You are classless at level zero. Even if you roll woodcutter, 
You're a human. Woodcutter, level zero. Interesting. You have to make it to level one to choose a class. If you are an elf uh, accountant, you are an elf accountant level zero until you make to level one. Then you get the bonuses of your class, which is spell use. All, all elves can cast spells. You know they they actually tie into to uh, extra planar beings for their power, kind of like witches. It's cool. It's different. I like it. But again, during character generation is when I'm going to mostly get into that. Uh, Baldar says, oh, I'm currently classless, but that's not the classless you mean. Ah, there it is. That's pretty good. There it is. Accurate. Accurate. That's accurate, yes. Now, let's move on to skills. Okay, now, remember I said earlier that your skills are directly tied to your occupation that you choose during generation. All right, so what if you choose... What if you not choose? What if you roll woodcutter or butcher? Like I said, you have to think a little more creatively. For example, a woodcutter doesn't just go in the forest, chop down wood, chop it into smaller pieces of wood and bring it to people, sell it to them and do that. that. That's how they make money. But to effectively do that and not die, you have to have other skills. Okay. You have to be able to go into the woods, survive to get the wood back. You have to be able to know what animals are in your area. You have to be able to identify berries and fruits to stay alive. You have to, you basically have woodland survival and all of those traits along with it. That's, that's woodcutter skills. Anything that you can think of that you can logically deduce a woodcutter would know, you know, as well. And a butcher, a butcher knows would know, what meat is good to eat and what meat is bad to eat. That's his job. If he starts selling bad meat to people, he's not going to be a butcher very long. Just saying. And he would know how to cripple someone in combat because he knows where all the tendons are. He, kn he knows where all the soft spots are on a body. So he'd be able to aim for that. Sounds sounds reasonable to me, right? And like I said, it's, it's a D100 roll. So there's a lot of occupations here. You just have to think creatively. Thank you. Oh, what else? Thank you very much. 15. Now, uh, the, the what I didn't have written here, but the way they do skills is if you are trained in a skill, you roll a d20 against a target number. That target number goes between 5, 10, 15, and 20, 5 being the easiest and 20 being, oh, God, this is so hard. Modified by your appropriate ability. And if you are untrained in a skill, let's say you are the woodcutter. And uh, you are trying to appraise uh, a giant diamond for what it's worth. Obviously, you have no background in that whatsoever. You're rolling a D10. That's the only detriment. I mean, you could do anything. You just, instead of rolling a D20 for trained, you're rolling a D10 for untrained. You still get your bonuses for abilities if, uh, if an ability applies. You still get situational bonuses if they apply. But your dice go from D10, uh, D20 to D10. That's it. Now, opposed skill checks are pretty easy. I mean, uh, look, let's say you're trying to push in a door and there's someone bracing the door on the other side. Well, you, you both roll strength because I don't think anyone, I don't think any game master is going to say, I have a door bracing skill. I don't, there, there's, no, there's no door bracer as an occupation. So sorry, it's strength versus strength. Aww. Now, whoever rolls highest but doesn't go over their strength wins the opposing check. That's pretty much how it goes. Whoever gets highest but doesn't go over their skill 
wins. Okay, great. Then there's common activity skill checks. These are stuff that any adult person would know. You know, like uh, like running short distances or uh, balancing on on a one foot wide beam, not even over a crevice or anything. This is stuff that everyone is skilled in. I mean, if you were a kid, you climbed a tree. You know, you are skilled in climbing trees as an adult. You know how to do it. You know, D don't worry about that. These are common activity skills that adults would know. But role-playing always trumps skill roles. For example, if you enter a room, instead of saying, I search for, I, I, I want to roll to search for hidden objects in the room. You can say, I, I go to the wall, I start tapping the wall putting my fingers in grooves in the wall and the floor, looking for a secret door or a secret passage. You role played that even if you are unskilled at searching, the game master will give you a D20 on that because you role played it. That's the trick. Role playing is key to roll better at skills. Very interesting. You think about your background, you logic it out, or you just role play the scenario as if you were in the room. How would you look for hidden doors? Well, I'd do that. Well, guess what? You just role play looking for hidden doors. Even if you do not have a search skill or locate hidden or spot hidden, you get to roll a d20 because you role played it. Good job. Now, let's move on to combat. Combat's pretty easy. Okay, combat basically revolves around a d20. Okay, this is the combat order. Game Master checks for surprise. Players and monsters roll for initiative. Everyone attacks in initiative order and moves in initiative order, rinse and repeat. That's basically it. Makes sense. That, basically that's pretty it. standard. Now, your armor class, unlike unlike the a lot of the uh, old 70s games that's based on, especially D&D, &D, armor class goes up instead of down. Yeah, Starts like at modern. 10. Yeah. yeah. More modern, right. Starts at 10. But the more agile you are or the more armor you put on, it goes up. The reason being is because the system is made so it's a D20 highest without, without you know, going over your skill rating wins. So when you're attacking, you uh, the better defense is a higher number. That way you're forcing the attacker to roll higher number on their D20. Makes sense. Okay. And for the attacker, that's what you have to do. You have to roll their armor class on your D20. You get modifiers depending on your situation, depending on what weapon you use, and depending on your your uh, attributes. But that's basically it. You roll equal to or higher than their armor class, and you hit them. Easy peasy. Now, let's get to the cool part. Fumbles and crits. Rolling a natural one in combat means you fumble. You don't just miss, you fumble. And you have to roll on the fumble table. Fumble table gives you gives you gives you a variety of things that can happen to you. Now, how well or bad you start off on this thing depends on your armor. Depends on your if armor. If you're wearing the lower armor you are wearing, the lower die you roll in the fumble table. On the fumble table, mm, the higher you sense. get, the worse the fumble is. Now, if you're a warrior or a dwarf, you, you can actually uh, burn one luck point, burn one luck point permanently. 
to not roll on the fumble tip. You still miss, but you didn't fumble. But if you're anyone else, you got to roll. For example, you roll a one or a two, uh, uh, you miss, and it's so stupid looking that that everyone laughs at you. Or two, you trip, but you may recover with a DC 10 reflex save. Otherwise, you spend the next phase on the ground. But 14 is like a turtle on its back. You slip and land upside down, flailing about and unable to right yourself. You must fight from a prone position for the next round before you can recover your balance. Or 15, you somehow manage to wound yourself. Take normal damage. 16 or higher, you accidentally strike yourself for normal damage plus an extra one point. In addition, it makes you fall on your back and you're unable to right yourself until you make a DC 16 agility check. That means you got to roll a 16 or higher or a D20 to be able to get up. You screwed yeah, up so that's badly. That's not good for you. No, it's not. It is not. These fumbles are no joke. And I like the fact that uh, that the, the heavier armor that you're wearing increases the chances you're going to do poorly on this. But the people, the people who wear the heaviest armor, warrior and dwarf, they can burn a luck to bypass that. This is really punishing, you know, thieves who want to wear plate mail and and halflings who want to wear scale mail or stuff like that. It's punishing them more so than the people who are supposed to wear heavy armor. It's an interesting idea. Yeah, because they, they can't weasel themselves out of it. Yeah. Now. Critical hits on a natural 20. Now, I did not include any critical hit charts here because there are many. There's a critical hit chart for each class, each race. There's a critical hit chart for level ranges between each class and each race. There is almost a dozen critical hit charts. And I decided I'm just going to tell you about them instead of showing you because that will be all day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened with that. So, we're done for today. Now, what we've gone through so far, we've gone through the introduction, what to expect in the general world inference of how this world is built. And so far, we've gone through some systems of play, skills, places, uh, races, class, combat, fumbles. Next time, we're going to go over magic because magic not only differs from from the well that this thing was drawn from, the, the, the uh, 70s role-playing game, but it also has its own fumble charts. Each spell, almost each spell has its own fumble chart. Wow. It's crazy. So we're going to go over wizard and clerical magic next time. And you know what? I, I may throw in some examples of the critical hit tables to, just to show you what we're dealing with for critical hits. Sounds interesting. I might do that. But uh, the, yeah, the, the it, it may be. And if you want me to talk about something else, or if you didn't understand something that I've already said, then go ahead and leave in the comments below. Or if you uh, go ahead and throw it in chat comments below, or tweet me, or throw it in Discord, or whatever, and I will try and uh, reiterate in a better way or include it in my part two segment. After that, we're going to go into character generation, where I will make a character on screen for you and we'll do go through his attributes, his race or class, depending on his background, if he has a race or a class, his skills, his equipment, and uh, see see how he turns out. All right, so uh, that is it. And uh, I want to thank you guys for coming by. I really appreciate it. I hope you had a good time. I hope this was informative. If you liked it or didn't like it, I hope you're vocal about it. Go ahead and throw it in chat, throw it in the comments below. I want to hear it. 
And uh, like I said, any questions, any comments, any concerns, I'll do my best to answer them as well as possible. And of course, what do you think of the segment? That's what I want to know, really. And what are your thoughts on OSR games, old school revival games? I mean, in general, or maybe this this in particular, if you want to tell me that, that's great. And you have any suggestions for my next tabletop RPG? It'll be for the next year, obviously, because you know we're going to finish this up in the new year, and then then I'll be ready for my next game. But if you want to uh, submit a game, I will check it out. If I haven't done it before. I'll see if I can get my hands on it, and uh, we'll do it to it. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this segment. So, if you like, hit the like, share, subscribe, join Full Suits Anime Comics Games. We're really chatting giveaways about the Q&A. It's Legion of Myth members. It catch our picture on goal, so join us. Be a joiner. Subscribe. For more Heathen Dog, anime on the stream saying is Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals and Team of Set, Garthon, Cat, and others. You could go and check out our YouTube streams as well as select video game streams. And thank you very much for watching. And as always, be a Legionnaire. It is now time to roll. And Heathen Dog left us. Rise is time to roll. And he's in charge of that. So not the best time. No, I had to sneeze. So I decided to not subject people to that. It's time to roll for distraint. You have a few more seconds. Right. Everybody, if you're not distraint. in the count giveaway already, exclamation point distraint. It looks actually really cool. Yes. Uh, uh, Garthon says it looks really cool. I have no information on this game. I'm sorry. I wish I did. Press but uh, go ahead and type in exclamation point distraint or press F for heathen dog. Woo. All right. Uh, Trick Steve is in. Excellent. <laughs> Five, four, Three, two, one. No Baldahar. No Baldahar in this one. Nope. I guess. I guess somebody else can win. That's I guess. right. There it is. All right. We're gonna close this giveaway. We're gonna pick a winner. Winner is Falcon's Lantern. <laughs> Baldahar wasn't paying Congratulations. attention. Congratulations. Congratulations, Falcon's Lantern. You have won Distraint Two. It's a great game. You will enjoy it. Send us a message, or and we'll send you the codes. And yes, such. send a message to Heathen Dog to me. I'll type in me, so you can uh, send a whisper me your email, and uh, we will get that out to you tomorrow. Because again, like I said, Max Liao has them on email key only. Yes. And giveaway number three is Bendy and the Ink Machine. Oh, this is the one I've played. This okay. is awesome. This is very much. Wait, wait, first, let, let me let me put it in here so I can put. It's a horror game. So I can start. It's it's a it's a horror game, true, but it's very much in the vein of uh, Outlast or uh, Amnesia: Dark Descent, to where uh, <laughs> what? No, Doug says he's grading a paper. And he wrote the student was missing distraint too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it, you uh, you are in this old uh, this old nineteen uh, twenties thirties animation factory that's been shut down. You used to do voiceovers for it, and everyone who is involved in this has come to some horrible end. And you're investigating it, and you get deeper and deeper in the thing. It, it gets it gets mystical connotations, and it it is dark, but it is it's written super well. It's written very. It draws you in. It's gotten it's very good really reviews. Good. It's very popular. Oh yeah, Zero Kid really says his kid game. loves the game. His or her. But you're but you're serial kid. How can you have a kid? Babies having babies. What's wrong with this world? Pedophiles everywhere. Well, that's not what I was implying. I was implying they're just young. Kids having kids? 
That's what you implied. No. no. I You're implying adults being with kids. I was implying people in high school uh, having kids. Well, it's possible there was an adult in that equation. Perv. It's, you immediately jumped there. Yeah, I immediately jumped to bad things because that's the world. Mm, I think you immediately jumped to the naughty dog. You're a bad <laughs> heathen dog. Uh, so everyone remember, exclamation point, Bendy. It's not just bendy, something bendy. heathen dog appreciates. It is a game you could win. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Why are you appreciating this game? What do you like? I do. I, I like this game. I do. Him. Him. Yes, Garthos Comic Poll! I'm getting a pretty big echo. Yes, Garthos Comic Poll! Garth buys comics, he reads comics, tells you about comics. First, this week is. Come on. Is our message because YouTube doesn't understand that comic books are not just for kids. Echo is here on Heathen Dog's side, I think. I think so too. Yeah, that's me. I didn't have a headset on this entire time. So, so first up, Doom 2099, number one. Written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Marco Castelio, colors by Chris Sotomayor. And cover by Tom Coker and Michael Garland. So the inside of the book looks nothing like this. Nope. Nope. And has nothing to do with this image. Really? Yeah. So the 2099 universe uh, was first created in the uh, 90s. And it basically was like a dark future, crazy things. The only popular series that came out of it was Spider-Man 2099 with Gil O'Hara, who is still in the comic books to this day. But they're doing some weird 2099 revival thing right now with a whole bunch of one-shots and such. Because every once in a while people forget that it wasn't very good, so they have to remember that it wasn't. This book, Doom 2099 number one, it basically starts out with some crazy guy getting drugged through the desert by a bunch of crazy desert people who are ravage-type people. Not hill folk necessarily, but you know, typical... You know, Mad Max type characters. They're in an area where technology doesn't work. They're coming to this this city trying to use technology. Technology doesn't work here in the Ravage. Uh, they're taking, they're dragging this dude who's barely conscious to someone they call Father Acer, who will judge him. And every time that happens, they just Father Acer basically thanks them and kills the dude. They decide while around the campfire, you know what? Father Acer never gives us crap when we bring in people. He just pats us on the head and says thanks, and we don't get food or nothing. So why don't we just Kill him right now and save us the time. Uh, the old dude's being drugged through the desert, decides he doesn't want... Well, it's not old, but the dude being drugged through the desert, decides that's bad, chooses that moment, since he's been resting to counterattack. These people suck. This guy's obviously highly trained. He he uh, beats up one of them. And the third companion, the child, who the whole time is saying, why do we have to kill people, uh, helps the guy out. And he's like, "Now yeah, you did the right thing, because I am right, and they are wrong. Solid logic. Solid logic. But uh, he basically says no, because basically he's like, yeah, you got to murder people to live. And he's like, and he tells like, look, they, these are bad people. I'm indebted to you for saving me. But they'll, 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 they'll kill me. They'll, 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 they'll. No, they will not. I will not allow it. And he takes some clothes and they wander through the desert and the child is little kid. Though looks like he's uh, maybe 12, 13. And he's asking him, 
So, so where are we going to go to? And he says, to Latveria. He's starting to slowly get his memory back, apparently. And like, well, I've never heard of that place. Well, we'll figure out where it is. Uh, I just need some tools. So the kid guides him to a place right outside the Ravage where tech works, where this is guy calls himself the Tinker, who is trying to revive old tech and make new tech. Um, they convince him, like, hey, the guy immediately, who you now know to be Doom, uh, instantly identifies the weapon he that the guy, the Tinker, is holding on him, identifies the computers behind him, and the guy's like, yeah. So he figures, like, kindred spirits, they agree to help each other out. Which you know, is logical. Mr. Tech Dude wants someone with superior knowledge, and he obviously has it. And he's being nonviolent. But while he's trying to get a client uh, acclimated to the workshop in the lab, he starts seeing Reed Richards. Right? Just like his image. Oh. Um, he goes to work making a new set of Dr. Doom armor, because that's what he does. And he's getting headaches, and things are happening. He starts flashing back to it looks like a scene from the 1960s almost where Reed Richards approached Victor Von Doom in a lab in Latveria and he's not even full, in full armor he's just wearing a suit and the, the helmet and he's like you know basically telling you know what you're doing is wrong no one knows I came here but the UN forces are about to attack your country because of the stuff you set up this is your last chance, Victor. Step down. And of course, Von Doom was like, I will never step down. You are all fools. I can take on the world. And you suck, by the way, Richards. Which leads to a little fist fight because Dr. Doom is about to activate his uh, his time machine. So they start getting up in a little fight. Uh, back to the world. It looks like Father Acer has sent an assassin called the Kingpin, who is not like a big fat dude. It's a sexy lady. Uh, to kill this guy, because apparently anyone who shows up claiming to be Doom, Father Acer wants dead. And usually it's just some pretender who's trying to, like, get people to, like, oh, what's the mantle of Doom? Hooray! Or, oh, no! Uh, so Father Acer doesn't like this and has them killed immediately. However, this king is actually really impressed because this pretender actually seems to be actually pull off real tech and seems to know what they're doing. And... The fight ensues. It's a struggle. Um, eventually loses his weapons. And they're struggling on the floor. And he reaches and reaches for a hammer that's just out of reach. Just out of reach. Then he manages to grab it and clunks her in the head. Uh, then there's another flashback to Richards and Doom fighting on top of the time portal. And everything starts falling apart, but the sequence is still activated. After he clunks uh, Kingpin on the head, he suits up and is like, well, I need to find out where the Father Acer a jerk is at. The kid's like, well, what about me? He's like, yeah, it's too dangerous to go with me. You stay here. But what am I supposed to do? He's like, ah. So, Doom is kind of a dick. As he is. Sure. While he's walking through the desert of the Ravage back there to get to uh, Father Acer, he, uh, Reed Richards appears to him again. And tries to reason with him about, hey, you know, you just kind of left that kid behind. That's not cool. You said you protect him. Not on a horse no name, just by himself. What else? Basically, they do the Reed Richards, Dr. Doom talk back and forth. Like, you know, maybe what you're doing is wrong. And maybe you shouldn't be going about it this way. And he's like, I don't know why you're tormenting me in my own mind. But you know what? People like you make me sick. Doom essentially says. I grew up 
with not like you had every advantage in the world. I had nothing. And here I am with nothing again. I was born into nothing with a father who was uh, who was weak. My people were persecuted. Latveria was ruled through inheritance before before me by people who deserved nothing like you. I rose, Richards. I rose and took the throne. And if there is any pretender, it's this ravage. I shall take this land again and again and again. And there's nothing more important than power. Nothing. And then Richard kind of says, oh, Victor, you never stood a chance, did you? And kind of like the image like fades away. And dude was like, sweet. Richard was annoying anyway. Uh, so he goes up to the center of the ravage, sees the castle floating in the sky, flies on up there with his doom armor. And when he gets there, he encounters Doom 2099. With the full techno armor like you saw on the cover. Mm-hmm. And the big glass castle. Well, it casts lots of glass walls. And Dune 29 looks and it's like, ah, oh, you know, I wondered about you. He actually figured out how to use technology. The like, yeah, it was simple for Doom. A, a mere, he just had constant EMP pulses going on. I just shielded the armor from us. Nothing. And like, you know, usually when someone shows up saying Doom, says Doom 2099, it's just a Doom bot with that's malfunctioning or some idiot. You're actually the real thing, aren't you? You actually, actually are dumb, aren't you? And he's like, yes, fool, and I shall take you down. He yells, Ouroboros, which is the uh, activates the defense mechanisms of the castle. And it doesn't work. And Dune 20 starts beating the crap, and I'm saying, oh, yeah, the magic word. I remember when I tried that. It's like, yeah, so, yeah, the shock of the, uh, the shock of me, the shock of Richard's. The shock of what happened to our home. Wait, what? Are, and the new dude was like, wait, what are you talking about? As you see the crap kicked out of him. Oh, the guilt of what we caused, what left me. It's a fresh young doom. Welcome to the ravage. Welcome to Latveria. And then it goes back to him flashing back to when he was fighting on the time portal. Uh, the fight between him and Richard's caused damage to all the machinery and they were both on the time plate when it activated and it looks like they got two Vicks together because it, it shows like the flash he's flashing back to when he was reaching for the hammer and couldn't reach it he actually stretched his arm Reed Richard style to grab it he didn't realize at the time but now thinking back he's getting the crap kicked out of him it looks like him and Richards were two Vicks together ended up in the situation so he's not even the real Doom 2099 so Interesting story. Uh, didn't cool. expect that conclusion. I don't know if this is a one-shot, uh, but I did actually have to go re-read the ending a couple times. Like, wait, so is Reed Richards this, or is, thinks he's doomed? I went, oh, they got two vixed. They got mixed into one being. That's why he was having headaches, why he doesn't exactly look quite right. There's a scene where he looks in the mirror, and his face is all scarred up and stuff. He looks in the mirror and remembers a different face, like the scars and everything are different. So it, that all starts making sense. Why everything's a little different. So it was interesting. They put they pulled a fly and put out Reed and Vic together. Yeah, yeah, Rames Layer. So an interesting book. I didn't love the art. It wasn't bad, but it worked for the story because it's kind of a rough post-apocalyptic story and the art fits that. Uh, the I didn't love it. I really liked it. The ending actually really kind of saved me. First when I read the ending, it was one of those, what? Went back a couple of pages. 
Like, oh, now I get it. Now I get it. So pretty clever. It's To me, it's really clever if it's a one-shot. If it's an ongoing series, which I don't think it is, then it's really kind of annoying. Because I don't want to have to read about Doom Richard Dicks? Dirchards? I don't know. However you combine <laughs> Reed Richards and Doom. Whatever. Uh, combined together versus the real Doom. Because Doom remembers it. So what happened in his... 29 remembers this happening in his past. Mm-hmm. So... Did did they Douch- stay Douchers. mixed? Douchards, there you go. Did did they stay Douchards the uh, entire time? From, I don't know. From what 2099 implies, they don't. They get separate. Okay. All right. So, I don't know. Interesting book. I liked it. If it's a one-shot, it's great. If it's not, I am concerned. I don't think they can sustain it. Uh, but I really liked it. Everything worked. I'll give it three and a half stars. I really enjoyed this book. I didn't think okay. I would. Because uh, when I spoke to Heathen Dog about which books I was going to do, it's like, you know, I've been working overtime all week. I just picked up my comic books. I haven't read them yet. I'm doing Doom number one because it's a one. And I like doing number ones. And uh, I thought it would suck, and it didn't. Pleasantly surprised. Three and a half stars for Doom number one. And don't forget to type in Expression Bendy. So, what did you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on Doom 2920? 99, number one. Did you enjoy it? Was it fun? Did the twist ending work for you? Or did you kind of roll your eyes? Like, oh, they're combined together. No, I thought it was neat. And it made, everything made sense after you realized that. So, and I like that kind of stuff. Uh, if you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, please let me know. And as always, be a legionnaire. Yes, here it is, Garthon's Comic Pool. And today we are talking about comics, because that's what we do. And we have to have the slide, because YouTube is dumb. YouTube used to be a great service, and then it kind of like moved away. And they keep paying out less and stuff. You know, uh, time changes. So, Batman, Curse of the White Knight, number five. Written by Sean Murphy, art by Sean Murphy, colors by Matt Hollingsworth. Who's really Sean Murphy? And cover by Murphy and Hollingsworth. It's a giant Joker. He's the kaijus across Gotham. No, but that would be wacky. That actually probably would not be fun to read. Anyway, so Batman Curse the White Knight, issue number five. This has been a very interesting series. Brave Slayer is right now is just in a deep, dark hole. No light ahead of me. Ah, that's sad to hear. That's what you said for all of us. The, Sorry, uh, man. So a lot has gone on in this book. This start. I'm not going to go over all of it because there's too much. But this starts out with the funeral of Commissioner Gordon. Uh, typical police funeral. He gets carried through. Uh, news reporters talk about how Jim Gordon was the best of us and he'll be missed. And at the funeral, uh, Robin and Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, are there. And Bruce Wayne, Batman, is not. And when they come, like, Bruce didn't make it. You know, Barbara's like, because he's a coward. Because she blames him for her father's death. And also, probably for not protecting her. And that's how she got her back broken. By Azriel. Meanwhile, what's Batman doing? He's diving underwater into the Gotham Reservoir. 
and he finds something that's not supposed to be there. A town. <laughs> a very old town. And in this very old town, he finds a church with a grave marker that says St. Dumas. That's the name of the church, not the person who's buried there. Right, hopefully so, yeah. <laughs> Looks like he's holding a golf club ready to tee off. I think it's supposed to be a giant gun. The, uh... So... After checking all this out, Batman goes back to the Gotham PD. They're like, where the hell were you? You missed the funeral. And Gordon's dead because of you, and Barbara's hurt. And then uh, Bullock is shut up by, oh my gosh, I forget her name. Reyes? Uh, the new commanding officer who took Gordon's place says, all right, no, 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 no. They're hurt. She's hurt because you and her went off on your own without backup to try and get them. And you paid the price for it, so don't blame him. But Batman says, uh... Bullock, uh, Harvey Bullock Science says, no, he's right, he's right. I should have been there. I screwed up. But he goes and says what he found out is after a clue that he got from Joker about Gotham uh, drowning its secrets, he found looking at old maps, the shorelines were done totally different. And no one's ever talked about this. And he finds out that a reservoir was made and it actually drowned a whole section of the city. Not literally. All the people were moved out. But all this was buried under the new reservoir. Underwater. And forgot. And all records were destroyed of this place. Because many, many years ago, his ancestor, Thomas Wayne, made a deal. Uh... Uh to stop a man named Arkham, who was the current governor of the province, who was a very bad person. He says, with Arkham dead, Edmund, that's Edmund Wayne, had reclaimed his inheritance. But rather than honoring his promise with Bakar, uh, he's of the Order of St. Dumas, the, uh, the deal was he would give him half the, half the land. Because Bakar brought Edmund to the New World, stopped him from being a drunk, protected him from people, and so they worked together and helped train him, as true. He uh, rather got rather than giving back our half of Gotham, Edmund killed him. As Lord of Gotham, he convinced the British to help him pr purge the entire valley, so they could turn to one of their most valuable ports in the New World. He erased all evidence of a car and the Chapel of Saint Dumas by damming the river and flooding the valley. All the villagers lost their homes. Those who couldn't afford to leave were resettled in a place we now call Backport, which is the poor, crime-ridden part of Gotham. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even in Gotham, there's a poor crime-ridden part. Wow. I mean, that's a that's a pretty different scale than I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Edmund redrew the coastline as the land now below. The lake dried up when he did this, and he built a new settlement on that place by selling their property to the East India Company. That's the truth about Gotham, about how the Wayne fortune was started in the New World. And that's why the Joker sent Asriel after me. By reviving the descendant of Bacar, Joker wants to expose the cover-up and destroy the Wayne legacy. How long ago was this? Uh, this is like the 1700s. Yeah, I, I, I think the Wayne legacy will survive uh, a really bad thing that happened like 400 years ago. You would think. Uh, yeah. But Joker's not exactly... Too... Well, the idea of it destroying the Wayne legacy is, if all this can be proved and brought up and proven true, uh, the idea is based on the ancient agreement he, the Waynes would like owe restitution or something. I think that's the idea. 
Yeah, uh, I would at, think the contract would run out by now. Yeah, as as soon as the Native Americans get their land back, uh, then then this then this family will get the half of Gotham back. Sure, as soon as that happens, that yeah, that'll work much. out too. So, yeah. I don't see why anyone's worried about this. Yeah, it's, I don't get it. When you start bringing logic, like this is comic book logic, though. Yeah. Okay. People will be so outraged by what the Waynes did. No one will ever buy Wayne brand toothbrushes again. Yeah, I really doubt that. But that's it's Joker. He's insane. Okay. Well, that, I get that. Yeah. Well, and actually, you could think that it wouldn't destroy the Wayne family uh, or fortune in that public opinion or whatever, or their fortune be taken away. It would destroy Bruce Wayne. Okay. Basically, Azure's going to kill Bruce Wayne, and that would pretty much do it. Yeah. See, Bruce Wayne's more hardcore than I am, and I don't give a crap. Yeah. Well, no, Bruce Wayne personally wouldn't give a crap, but no, Azure yeah. would kill Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. Well, then I would, I would care about being dead. Sure. Right. That's that's the plan. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Harvey Bullock actually says, yeah, yeah, what the hell do we care about happened? what happened there? That This is all ancient history crap. Why do we care? And it's because, well, because now we have motive. Why is Azrael doing these things? We had no idea why he was out killing these people. Why he seemed to target the Waynes. Why he was doing. Now we know. And he says, I remember when I first caught a glimmer of Jack Napier. It was with heart. So Jack Napier was heart was Joker when he was sane in the first miniseries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he convinces Harley to go back and try and get Jack out to get like the secret of like where Azrael might be hiding because Joker knows Jack should know mm-hmm. too since they're in the same body. Mm-hmm. And they tried that once, but it didn't work. Joker just basically laughed at them and you know basically called you know Harley his you know his hoochie mama and whatever. Hmm. And she's like, now she's had the kids. Like, I don't want to go back there. It's like, no, no, it didn't work because I was there, says Batman. Joker can't resist taunting me. But if I wasn't there, Napier can come through. So she goes to prison with the babies. Joker kind of makes fun of her a little bit. He doesn't, Batman's not there. He says go full force. Like, well, I thought I told you to go away. I guess I'm irresistible. Where is he? And Batman's not coming. So, and he's like, oh. <sighs> You know what? I always thought you were boring, Harley. I just kept around because I looked funnier by comparison. And now I didn't know. I you're really stupid. Why are you even back here? It's like, what, what, what if they won't just break out of here and kill you and your kids? Like, you wouldn't. Why not? Because Jack would stop you. Ray says, wait, Harley had Joker's baby? In this series, yes. In this series, yes. And it wasn't Joker at the time. It was Jack Napier. He was sane at the time. And this, and there's two Harley Quinns. Harley the original... Quinn. Harleen Quinzel, the yeah. intelligent but kind of misled uh, psychiatrist, and slutty cheerleader Harley. Mm-hmm. And Ravenslayer says, what the, what the, Ravenslayer, you have to read Batman White Knight by Sean yes. Murphy. It's a totally different universe. It's an awesome series. Uh, Batman White Knight was, is a fantastic series. This is a continuation of that. One was not enough. No. Uh, anyway. Too much of the wrong one, really. Pretty much. But she tries to get to come out and, and to help him or tell him where Azrael is. And Joker just laughs at her. He's like, whatever. And it's like, and Harley kind of gives up after a little taunt. Says, you know, goodbye, Jack. I, I love you. And just leaves. And she leaves like, wait, wait, wait. And turns around. And it looks like Joker's kind of like calmed down. His skin has stopped being pale. It's a little more pink. It's like, wait, I, I love you too. And it's Napier. And she, while their conference is going on, the cops are basically finding, now they know who Asriel is. They look at his military background, that he's 
uh, Jean-Paul Valet. He was ex-Special Forces. He did all these uh, wet works operations. He had a team who used a lot of biblical names with him, um, like the explosion expert who was named Gabriel, who was actually female but used a male name to throw off uh, people who'd be looking for her. And they talked about how it usually worked one time she was captured, and for a month they did terrible things to her, and when John Paul rescued her, they killed everyone in the village she was being held. So basically he's the kind of guy you really don't want to have to like to kill you. You don't want that. This, right. This is not this is the guy that you don't want after you. Yeah, from his special forces okay. group, the only other operative who's still left alive besides Gabriel and him is Michael, another code name. True. Uh, uh who got a purple heart rather his throat torn out by a terrorist during an incident. Didn't die. Didn't die, but well his larynx were torn out. And then when Azriel rescued him, he killed all the people, all the terrorists who captured him by tearing out their throats. But they died. But they died because he made sure they okay. died. Michael's tough then. Yeah, Michael's really, tough. you know, getting your throat torn out and you don't die, that's... Yeah, well, it's his larynx. He's got the whole throat. Just the larynx. Okay, well, still, still. Yeah, but it shows still. that Bullock is like, wow, he's a real life for an eye kind of guy, isn't he? It's like, they're like, yeah, you don't screw with this dude. Um, and then they also find out that, according to Gotham Medical's records, Jean-Paul, Azriel, has terminal cancer. Oh, he's God. Be now dead. it's even worse. Yeah, so he has nothing to lose. No, He's already considered nothing. himself dead. He's running by pure vengeance, and he's hyped up on family history, and he's highly religious. What's his throat cancer? I think it's lung cancer. Hmm. Uh, it goes back to Harley enough. and Napier. Napier's like, oh, you look beautiful. The kids are, like beautiful. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't be there. It's like, so can't Batman there. He's like, wait, Batman delivered my children? Says Napier. Born exactly where the Joker was born at Laffy's gravesite? Oh, Jesus. That's just a little too on the nose, isn't it? Um, but they talk about it, and it's like, she basically gets him to try and remember. He's like, I don't share all of Joker's memories. Like, please, you have to remember. They're in there. And he remembers, like, where the church where Azrael is uh, hideout is at the base. And she's like, okay, what was written on the wall in Arkham? Because there's a big mystery about some thing that was written on the wall, and Joker had to erase it so no one could see it. And he remembers, he imagines being there. He remembers what's written on the wall that was written in Laffrey's own blood. And Charlie's like, what is it? It's like, I could tell you, but you can't tell Batman. Why not? Because it would destroy him. Okay. on. Meanwhile, it goes back to Azriel, who's meeting up with, like, the head of Gotham's Evil Businessmen Association, an African-American female. Mm-hmm. The panda was you. Says <laughs> tongue. Uh, Azriel's meeting up with her. She's like, yeah, evening, mister. So, like, we're done with our arrangement. You've proven to be a liability. This is my land, my war. We're doing it my way. She's like, yeah, there's no war without money, Jean-Paul. You were an investment to fight the Napier Initiative, which was getting rid of all the crime in the city and everything, and that's how they make their money. Uh, hmm. We hi we paid you to quietly eliminate Batman so you could replace him. And she points to a suit of Batman armor they had made for him. Like, it looks very Asriel from the original Asriel. Not quite. Sure. looks cooler, in my opinion. Not quite as crazy. Uh, you're supposed to replace him not to wreak and do our bidding, not to wreak havoc all over Gotham with a flaming sword like some sort of psycho set loose from the Renaissance Fair. Which uh, does not sit well with Mr. Asriel, who puts over on his hood 
and starts pulling out his big flame, his big old sword, which does not burst into flames this time. And he says, he is clothed in a robe dripped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the word of God. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. Missy of says, Revelations. <sighs> I was hoping he's still with you, Jean-Paul. If you want, we can do this your way. And then Bane comes running out from the side door and tackles him. Big old juiced up skull lucha mask Bane runs out. Sure. And while Bane is whooping him, because he kind of got him unaware, he's like, you know, I understand why Joker would want a homeless, cancerous Jesus freak to go after someone as tough as Batman. But then I realized didn't Joker didn't expect you to win. He just wanted to survive long enough to upend everything about Bruce Wayne. So I hired Bane to take over when you failed. But as you managed to back away, start shooting at Bane with a 9mm, it's like, mercenaries are weak. They only worship money. You think I'm weak? Says Bane. Let's just turn up the juice a little. As he cranks up his venom juice, gets even buffer. Starts beating the snot out of him a little better. It's like, ha ha ha, your faith is your weakness. God will save me. God can do whatever you please. What do you want to? After I break you. He gets ready for the big Bruce Wayne brack. And then uh, Gabriel, one of Azrael's buddies, uh, the female, stabs Bane in the back of the neck with a knife. Wisconsin of Fairy goes over. Azrael then says, yeah. Grabs him and says, I've known mercenaries. They're all prideful men. They took unnecessary risks. Grabs him by the little drug tube feed the back of his mask. This definitely feels exposed. The exposed tube is a challenge to any who dare come take it. Asriel, well, I'll take that challenge. And cuts off Bane's head. <laughs> With a flaming sword. He then looks over at Miss Evil Businesswoman. So, bring her over here. It's like, uh, Jean-Paul, please, please don't. And he shows her how the sword works. If you hold a button and pulls out the sword... It lights on fire because it's covered in a special napalm. If he doesn't hold the button and pulls out the sword, it's just covered in napalm, but not on fire. He then forces her to lay down at her desk, puts the sword on top of her like in the I'm dead kind of pose. Sure. And basically lets you know that, you know, the slightest spark has set it off, like from a candle. And he pulls one of her votive candles out, which they showed earlier, puts it on top of the sword. The napalm sword, which could light on fire any second, it says, you will tell me everyone involved in your inner circle. It's like, no, I can't. You will tell. It's like, we, you, you don't have to do this. You will. T and then he starts quoting the Bible again with some more creepy passages, which are always fun. As he says, now listen, you rich people and weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted your, and moss have eaten your clothes and your gold and silver are corroded. And that corrosion will eat your flesh like fire. Wait, 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 I'll tell you, she says. And she goes, as you see the candle burning down, he says, I would hurry. So, which is a great scene. Very dramatic. After that, it goes to Harleen coming out of the prison and Bruce Wayne's waiting for her. It's like, so how'd it go? Did it work? It's like, well, it's like, well, you're right about Jack's being alive. And he told me where the Joker was actually like, good work. What about the message on the wall? And she pauses he doesn't know. And Jack said that he'll try to help you in other ways. How? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And how can we trust him? You don't have to trust him, he says. Just trust me. And as they drive away, it shows like the guard at the prison gate is murdered. Like they didn't see it because of the incoming gate he's murdered. 
The fuse the okay. napalm would have ignited the candle, Raven's Lair says. It's a special napalm, they said. And I think he's planning on killing her anyway. So Yeah, so it really doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really matter. She's dead anyway. So after it says, though, they'll help out in other ways, you, you see Asriel in the Gotham prison. In the bottom floor, where all you see the rogues gallery. Killer Croc, uh, that guy with the evil boss mafia puppet. You know, all mm. those guys are in there. And Asriel, in the Asriel Batman armor, is in the hallway looking at them. And he pulls out his big flaming sword. He then starts opening the cells and killing every single one of them. Wow. It shows him killing Killer Croc, uh, the Penguin, Two-Face. He cuts Two-Face in half because that's dramatic. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Joker, not Joker. He ki- Penguin, uh, Riddler, to, uh, basically kills like the freaking rogue gallery. Just kills them all. And it's not like, oh, look, he's wounded. They look pretty damn dead. Then he gets to Joker, who's in the cell. like, ah, ha, ha. Cleaning out the competition, I see. How'd you get past security? They just let me walk in. And why would they do that? Because I'm Batman. He says, in his bat armor, holding his giant flaming sword. And that's where it ends. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of twisty attorneys in this book, which is one of the reasons I like Sean Murphy. Like I said, this is an alternate world. You cannot think of this as normal continuity. The first series really proved that. This has started off very slow, even slower than the first one started off. But it's really ramping up now. It's really entertaining. The art matches the story. It's dark where it needs to be. The color palette's very muted. It's just like a masterclass on how to write a comic book story. I kind of wonder if he's planning any future since he's killing off all of Batman's rogues gallery. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen a, 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 you know, a White Knight Riddler story, uh, but he's dead now. So, I don't know. Flashbacks, baby. Flashbacks, it's all flashbacks. But... It's been a very interesting series. I've really liked the characters. I like everyone's consistent throughout it. Uh, people are motivated by more than just I'm good or evil or I'm a bad guy. They're more out there on Cod, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure there are Raven Slayer. Uh, I really like this book. I didn't super love it, but I really, really, really liked it. I, I, I did love it, though. Uh, four stars for Batman, Curse of the White Knight, number five. Written by Sean Murphy. Art by Sean Murphy. A Sean Murphy joint. Sean Murphy Studios presents four stars. Four stars. Oh, there it is. There it is. Four stars. Oh God! Please no! 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 Four stars. <laughs> Doug said I had to do the forest, the South Park voice for Bane. I don't know the South Park voice for Bane. I should. Know that. You have to talk like this. Oh, okay. Garthon, how dare you? <laughs> uh, so. What are your thoughts of this segment? Uh, what are your thoughts of Batman Curse the White Knight number five? I liked it. You should like it. It is excellent comic book writing right there. Everything works. It's dramatic. It started some crazy history stuff, but it's now starting to come together. So any suggestions for future comic reviews, please let me know. And as always, be a legionnaire. Garthons comic poll, everyone, where you pull the comics with the Garthons, which is me. And remember, 
comic books are not just for kids. They can be, but they're all for adults. This review is not just for kids, though. No. Bandersnatch. Yeah, I said it. All right, Symbiote, <laughs> Spider-Man, Alien Reality, number one. Written by Peter David, pencils by Greg Land, inks by Jay Liston, colored by Frank Darmada, covered by Greg Land, Jay Liston, and Frank Darmada. I thought this book was going to suck. I'm going to say that right away. I was yep, instantly I biased against this book. Yep. Uh, the comic book store I go to, if they think I'll like a book, basically if it has Spider-Man or Doctor Doom in it, they throw it in my comic pool and I just buy it usually. Sometimes I say no. But I bought this and I looked at it like, oh man, I should have said no. I don't need more symbiote stuff in my life. I don't. You just had a big carnage extra storyline and it sucked. I don't want to. But let's talk what goes on in this book. So it starts off in the past. You notice the past because it says so. Uh, it says years of Siberia, years ago. It shows like this crashed crater. Uh, Quinjet lands. Someone pulls out an old 1980s uh, video camera and starts taping the area. And says, huh, that's definitely strange. And then Doctor Strange shows up. And oh, on the nose. On the nose. He's like, I, you know. It turns out it's the Black Widow. Uh, Natasha Romanoff is like, just I said strange. I didn't mean I meant to summon you or anything. And basically, they start talking about what's going on here. He basically gives her the whole, you don't understand what's happening here. This is a little beyond you. He starts talking about, like old gods and not of this world. She's like, what the? You know what? This is above my pay grade. I'm out. You take care of it. I'm going to go punch the bad guys or something. And he's like, yeah, that's a good plan. Because some crazy, crazy mojo is happening here. You don't want to be part of this. And she's cool with that. She leaves because she's smart. <laughs> At least smart not to sit there and you know deal with someone's mojo. Type Bendy to win the game. The afterwards, uh, well, not after, but while this is going on, it kind of goes to the present at John F. Kennedy International Airport where... Spider-Man in the symbiote suit, well, he's in the black suit, it must be the symbiote, uh, is fighting Craven the Hunter in an airport. Uh, it's a pretty neat, neat, neat fight scene. It looks like Craven has dosed Spidey, so Spidey's groggy and slow. Craven starts beating him down. He says, perhaps I should take you to my lair where I could toy with you. Then he's like, ah, to hell with that. You die now. Because he doesn't want to lose. But all of a sudden, Spider-Man, who is unconscious, gets up, webs him in the face, throws him headfirst into the concrete off of the uh, the jetway, the top of the jetway, throws him headfirst in concrete. And Crave is like, wait, what? How? You should be unconscious. How is that possible? And Stewart's on the jetway is like, you, you, well, one of the flight is like, what's going on here? Why is it? Craven jumps up, grabs her, says, I'm Craven the Hunter, my dear. And you are now in a great, you're basically takes her hostage, threatens your life. And he's looking at the Spidey walking up. He's like, why are you still advancing towards me? And you're walking very differently. Your movements have changed. It's like you're no longer... But wait, that's not possible. Your bilegate has shifted. Wait, wait, stay back! And then Spidey grabs him by the neck, despite him having a hostage, and starts pounding him in the face. Hmm. Then, all of a sudden, the scene, like, everything like, goes all bendy and weird. Expression bendy to win the game. And when it clears up, it looks like Craven's face, but his mustache is far more trimmed. He has more trimmed goatee. He's wearing like a safari hat with like fake zebra stripe bandana. He has a 
little neckerchief with uh, little cheetah spots on it. He's like, oh, there you are. Ah, hold it. You okay? And Spidey's like, what the heck? It's like, what's wrong, Spidey? Spidey kind of starts picking up. Like, what, what, what's going on? Why are you? Why? He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My clothes. He's like, what are you doing? What kind of game is this? What the hell are you wearing? My clothes? Did, did you take a blow to the head or something? What are you? The stewardess didn't ask him, what are you doing? He he was threatening you. The steward says, Craven? He'd never do that. He's a hero. Wait, what? A hero and your partner. Everybody knows that. Spidey kind of looks around and wonders if he's going crazy or if he's dreaming. And Craven says, oh, you sure all right, buddy? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm fine, bud. Uh, so remind me, why are we here? And he goes, you see this terrorist ta you know, web to the wall? Well, it's nice and almost memorable, at least. Uh, this would be a hijacker. Just another typical day for us. Right, right. Typical, yeah. Must have, you know, taken a blow to the head or something. Uh, maybe we should get you to the hospital, Spidey. No, no, I'm, I'm fine. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. Takes out from the hospital and sees the spider buggy waiting for him. And he goes, oh, you've got to be kidding me. All right, sure. <laughs> Crave is now a good guy. He's my partner, and everybody knows it, and and I'm wearing the black and white costume, and uh, so why the heck not just toss in the Spider-Mobile? Sure, sure, sure. So he rides the Spider-Mobile into New York. He's trying to clear his head, figure out what the heck's going on, and up on a rooftop, he spies the black cat. Sees the silhouette of the sun behind her. It's like, oh, thank God. Maybe she can tell me what's going on. He hops up there. It's like, oh, Felicia, thank God. And she's like, Felicia? And turns around, and it's Natasha Romanoff in the black cat costume. It's like, who's Felicia? Should I be jealous? Uh, Natasha? That's better. I heard about what happened at JFK. Nice job, Peter. Oh, uh, thanks. I wait, Peter? How do you know? It's like, Peter Park, why wouldn't I know your name? I know everything about you. Since we're lovers, and they start making, and she starts dun, making dun, out with dun. him. Of course. The symbiote, being the symbiote suit, you know, it goes, the mask goes down immediately, so you can get some nookie. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. I don't know what's going on. Uh, all right. It's like, what's wrong? Uh, everything. I just, I just need, uh, I need people to stop asking me that. Everything's, I don't understand. Uh, stay back, please don't follow me. And he sees the spider bug. He's getting towed. He's like, oh, perfect. All right, all right, crazy stuff's happening. Who knows what to do with this kind of craziness? Doctor Strange. Sure. Doctor Strange knows to do with crazy crap like this. So he goes back to the Sanctum Sanctorium, knocks to the door. Must be getting 30s or something steamy. And Wong answers the door. He's like, oh, Wong, thank God. I need to talk to Doctor Strange. Who? Doctor Strange? You know, your boss? I have no idea who that is. Wang tells him, like, oh, God. It's like... The Sorcerer Supreme is here, and he'd, he'd be happy to speak with you. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, 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 all right. Maybe you can tell us what's going on. Uh, so eventually, there's a little, some light banter, some jokes. He goes to meet the Sorcerer Supreme, who is Hobgoblin. Oh, you gotta be kidding. He feels like he just crapped out. There's the cover. <laughs> that's why. Um, yep. He's like, Hobgoblin is immediately attacks him. Instead of thinking, hey, villains have been heroes so far, he attacks Hobgoblin. But that's actually the right move. Because Hobgoblin's like, oh, you do remember me. Excellent. As he just makes a portal to... so he Or beats up a shield, Spidey bounces off of it. I mean, what good would it be? What triumph would be there? An enemy had no recollection of it. 
I want you to appreciate the awesome finality of your defeat. I'm sure you feel somewhat out of place here in this new world, but worry not. I'm not about to take you out. I'm about to take you out of it. So Spidey, like, escapes the sanctum by busting through the window. Hobgoblin chases him down on the, on the glider. He makes it come like, I don't even need the glider. I got my, my you know, my floaty cape here. But you know what? I'm going to do it anyway, just for old time's sake. I'm going to kill you, kill you old school. He tries to swing away, but his webs keep turning to snakes. He's like, oh, gosh, I freaking hate magic. Uh... He tries to, like, swing from a flagpole, and it breaks. And everybody, uh, finally, Hovland catches up with him, puts him in the Crimson Bands of Sidorak. is about to kill him when all of a sudden there's a vrooming noise from off-panel, and the spider buggy attacks him. Hobgoblin. Rams into him. Wait, someone driving the buggy, or the buggy itself is now sentient? Well, it actually says, by editor's note, it says... Uh, yep, the autopilot is definitely still online. I'll have to remember to thank the ah. Tinkerer for adding that. Back at Amazing okay. Spider number 160. Okay. So, yes, that's actually... That's canon. <laughs> so Alrighty. the spider buggy rams Hobgoblin through the window of FAO Schwartz and kind of pursues him in. Hobgoblin uses magic to shrink his to toy size, where it's then picked up by some kids who think it's super cool. Kind of a funny scene, you know. Um... That is Candace's this Raven's Lair. He's right. <laughs> um, when he looks back after all this, Hobgoblin cannot find Spider-Man. Well, he sees Spider run down the alley and then chase him down, but he can't find him. He's like, it's like, you're about to find out how wrong you are. Huh? But where are you? Where are you? He starts screaming to the air. Where do you think you're going to hide from me? No matter where I'll find you, I will end you. So swears the Hobgoblin as he flies away with his magic mystic cape. Spidey's hiding behind a dumpster. Like he, he was looking right at me. He didn't look through me. And the spider mobile. What just happened there? And the voice says, "I did." He turns, and it's a bum, Stephen Strange. Says, "I still have a few tricks up my sleeves. Uh, got any money? I could really use something to eat." Doctor Strange, he says, and it ends. Um. So, one could gather by this that the mysterious event being researched Siberia years ago somehow was some sort of cross-worlds things. Hobgoblin has sourced supreme of another reality and has drugged that Spider-Man there to kill him. So, we all have the reasons why later, I suppose. Yep. Um, I loved the art in this book. Greg Land can be hit or miss. He does, he can be kind of stiff. Uh, in the old days, he had a real tendency to use, like, stock art of, like, models and stuff and not trace it but basically trace it and you can actually like go to some of greg land's old covers and pictures and say oh look here's an ad for skin cream where the woman's really happy oh look here's a picture of rogue who's really happy and put them side by side and they're the same you know he, he took a lot of heat for that in the past uh he pretty much doesn't do that anymore i'm sure he still kind of does it but not like he used to uh, but his art is excellent. He does a great job setting scenes, a great job showing perspective, a great job keeping all the characters on model. Uh, some real great action in this. His anatomy is near perfect. Spider-Man is never super distorted, even with all his crazy stuff. Uh, great Land's art is just really on point, this issue. The story is fun. It's interesting. I want the next issue. Uh, it is a crazy I'm-in-a-different-world situation, but done a little differently. Um 
So it's a really, really fun read. I like where it ended. Gives you, gives you hope for the next issue. Um, so Peter David did a great job writing this. Um, everyone did a great job with this issue. So Symbiote Spider in reality number one. It's an A plus book. It is a great jumping on. It's just a mini series. Very says remember the old comic book hero place that was the origin of Greg Landart. Yeah. So fantastic book. I really, really, really liked it. I'm actually gonna give it a four and a half stars. This right, book was wow. fun to read. It was true to the characters. It was interesting. The art's fantastic. Everything about this book is great. Which well, obviously the next issue will be good as well. But this this uh, issue was fantastic, and I highly recommend it. If you're a Spider-Man fan, it's a great jumping on thing. So yeah, definitely get this. Four and a half stars. Symbiote Spider-Man, Alien Reality, number one. Just short of perfect. Just short. Just short. In my opinion, which is the okay. only opinion that matters. True enough. So what do you think of this segment? Because I do want to hear your opinion. What are your thoughts on Symbiote Spider-Man, colon, Alien Reality, number one? Am I right? Am I wrong? Was it even better than I said? Let me know. Uh, if you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, please let me know. And remember, there's more Goth on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, join for full streams of anime, comics, and games, member-only chat and giveaways, monthly Q&A with Legion with members. YouTube membership also counts towards our Patreon giveaway goals. And don't forget, if you want more Garthon, there's my comic things, my TV Akos and Kawabi, my team-ups in Empyrean on Thursdays. That's fun. And coming soon, my role-playing recycling event. And uh, tomorrow, I should be, if, I, if I'm not even sicker than I am today, I will be playing Lunar Silver Star Story at... 9 Central. Be there for that. Thank you, everyone, and be a Legionnaire. It is now time to roll for there Bendy and the Ink Machine. All right. Exclamation point, Bendy. I gave you guys 15 more seconds. Boom, it's actually 1041 exactly by my watch, so there you go. This is a really fun game. You're going to fall into it. It's going to be a deep, dark pit of, of despair, but it's exciting and adventurous, and I love it. And unless you're in it right now, you're not going to be able to get it. So just, right. we just closed it. There you go. Oh, yeah. And we're going to pick a winner. Who's it going to be? Serial Kid. Kid. There you go. Serial Kid, go ahead. And, hey, what's this? <laughs> Zon, hey, who's this Zon. Thank you, Zon. That's very kind of you. Good job, Shockwave. Wow. Oh, no. Outstanding. The wave is coming. The wave is coming. Oh, here it comes. Oh, geez. <laughs> thank you, Saw. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Congratulations to Serial Kid. Serial Kid, go ahead and uh, send your email. I think I already have it. The original Smelly. Uh, no, I don't have it. Yeah, so Serial Kid, send your information it. to Heathen Dog, and yep. he will make sure you get the code for your game. Yes. Go ahead. I just uh, just put myself in chat so you can whisper me. And uh, I will get your email to Max Leal, and he will get you your game. Whoa, Rady, Rady got a six-month gift sub. Holy crap. Whoa! Dang. Hot damn. All right, moving on. We have our subscriber-only giveaway. Oh, so if you is. just got made a subscriber... Guess what? You can win. That's right. So, remember, if five or more subscribers enter, we give away one $25 Amazon gift card. If 10 or more enter, 25, two gift cards. If 15 or more enter, three. If 20 or more, four. That's pretty That's simple right. math. It so, is. It's pretty good. <clears throat> Type in uh, exclamation point Amazon. To, if you're a subscriber, 
Type in exclamation point Amazon, exclamation point Amazon, and you could get in on this Amazon gift card action. Absolutely. We, are, we already have six. We already have six. That's already one right card now. secured. Keep yep. it in there. Exclamation point Amazon. Get your Amazon gift cards. There you go. Raise all I lie to roll. I see the money. Everyone needs the money, Raven's Lair. Roll on it. Roll on it. Exclamation point Amazon. All right. Right now, everyone should enter this because everyone's pretty much a subscriber now. Yeah, pretty much. Thanks to Zon, you can win. Zahn. We can get three cards going, so everyone should enter this. Exclamation point Amazon. Even if you don't like us, but you're here and you're just you passing like, through and got it. Exclamation point Amazon. Like, for the yeah, you like money, game. right? You like money, You like right? money? There you go. <laughs> all right so all right i am going to take this moment to get a new drink because i need it i'll be back in just a minute it is now time for the rng where we talk the random things happening across the universe and this week my friends we have on the rng oh we have our warning because this is not oh, silly youtube here in the RNG this week, we are going to talk about something. Enter. The more people enter, the less likely Balahar will win. Be cool and enter, sis. Yes, for our giveaway. We're talking about the worst of 2019. So we're keeping it short and sweet here this week. Uh, uh, we are talking about the worst comic book and the worst anime that we encountered in 2019. Uh, hopefully it was released in 2019. That doesn't necessarily true. But the very worst. The very worst of 2019. And first off, we're going to talk about the worst comic book of 2019, presented by Garthon. And that's me, which is convenient, since I'm here. Heroes in Crisis, number nine, was the worst comic book of the year. Written by Tom King, art by Clay Mann, colors by Tomomori, and cover by Clay Mann and Tomomori. What makes this so amazing, and so bad, and so awful, is the art is fantastic, the coloring is incredible. Everything falls to how bad the writing is. Or was. Well, still is. The book is still in existence, unfortunately. It was the worst written piece of crap I'd read in my entire existence. How bad was it? It was half a star. I'd never give anything half a star. And a quote from my original review. After reading this book. Tom King hates all superheroes. This book wasn't written. This book was forced upon anyone with eyes who dared to open it and read it. This book wasn't written. It was summoned from the depths of hell itself. This book made me hate comic books. That's how bad this book was. The whole series was a freaking nightmare. Tom King had to go onto Twitter and other forums and defend the book. And his defense was, it's actually pretty good. His defense was, this is not what I wanted to write. DC made me change this and this. And even what he changed, it still would have been a terrible book. It is a god-awful book. It is God's punishment for a sinful world. I don't know what demon Tom King sold his soul to to be, be allowed to write this. But just remembering it makes me sad on the inside. On a positive note, Tom King's star has fallen greatly since this came since came to be. He's being pulled off the main Batman series. He's being relegated to his own little thing. No one has to read. No one has to read any stuff anyway. But he's no longer in the mainline books. He's. I think Tom King can be an excellent writer. I think 
he's just not. He can be. <laughs> he he's shown moments where he's well, good. Hang this on, hang was on. not one of them. You know, I I've always said that I know in my heart that Jerry O'Connell can act. I've just never seen it. He's done it like twice. No, no, I mean like be a good actor. I just haven't seen him be good. He's had some good scenes, like one. Or no, two. no, no. I've seen him be good for him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him be actually like above the bar good before. That that kind of reminds me of what you're talking about with Tom King here. Tom King wrote two good series early in his career, and after that, has produced nothing but crap. A never-ending pudding stream running down <laughs> the sewers of the universe. <laughs> He's, he's terrible. Everyone's sad. Everyone's broken. Everyone's miserable. He had Flash kill a bunch of people. And then a different version of himself used a time machine to go and bring himself in. Instead of going back in time and stopping himself from killing people. Not, not just jabronis either. I mean... Yeah, like some mainline... And of course, the hero of the whole thing was Harley Quinn. Of course, because she's stable and sane and wonder. Oh my God! Oh my, God. I can't. It's just I can't even deal with how bad. This, just for the memories. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting flashbacks like some sort of horrible, uh, bad LSD trip. Ah, uh, damn you, worst of the year. Damn you, Tom King. You deserve your golden poo. Choke on it. The worst anime of 2019 is oh, presented is. by Heathen Dog. All right. Okay, everyone. Uh, this is going to be maybe a little shock because this isn't technically the lowest rated of the year. But I'm going to walk you through this process. Okay, first, it's After Lost. Now, if you remember, this is back in October. This is a few months ago, a couple months ago. And uh, the whole premise of the thing was an entire city up and disappeared in a giant white flash of light, except for this blue-haired girl. She was in this city, but she didn't disappear. She was found later unharmed, just mentally scarred or something. And it was this guy's job to get her back to the site to help her figure out uh, why this happened. And she's getting mysterious messages through the Internet from her father who did disappear or so everyone thought. And so she's going to find now. Mm. We'll tell you right now. Uh, I gave this thing two stars. Go ahead and show them. I gave it two stars. Initially, I have given out a couple one and a halves. One of them was uh, uh, just just very very recently. It was a uh, it was an anime. It was the it was a, uh, the the uh, Gundam anime that I did. But I got into a heated discussion. Not the, no, there was no trolling going on. It was an actual discussion uh, with someone on YouTube about it. And he actually gave some good points onto why the main character would do the things he did because I thought there was no reason. That's why I gave it one and a half stars. But he he gave me some some scenes to go look at. I went and looked at him, and lo and behold, he was right. Very subtle, but his motivation became clearer to me. So I would ha I had to say, okay, I can't use that one because now that's not one and a half anymore. And then I got back to October and I saw After Loss. I said, sold. <laughs> This is it. The reason being is because I, looking back on it now, I know that I, two stars was too high. 
too high for this trash. The reason being, as you can see, I, I, I circled it in red, just, just right there. I said the story was ambitious. I, I can only believe that I was reaching for something else good to say. A rare moment of kindness. A rare moment of kindness. Because for, if you call somebody ambitious and they fail, actually what you're saying is they're a loser. An overreaching idiot. And of course, After Loss didn't win. So saying it's an ambitious story is the exact same thing as saying it is an overreaching failure of a story. They looked at at uh, Akira. They, uh, as, as a shot example, we can do that. We can recreate Akira. And then they looked at something like Darker Than Black and go, hey, they weren't even as good as Akira. We can at least do that. No. No, you can't. They tried to have this giant world-spanning dilemma story puzzle enigma and still focus on this blue haired chick and think it's going to be good. And it was not. And the guy's riding a scooter. You can't be yeah. cool. Oh my God. I, when I put good, if implausible action, it's because of the magic motor scooter, the super magic Vespa that is immune to bullets and flying 50 pound chunks of concrete. He, he does a wheelie, right? And bullets and pieces of concrete just bounce off the bottom of this indestructible magic motor scooter. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and again, the characters had no backstory. None of them. At all. They're well, the only it? people... Yeah, the only people that got backstory were the two characters you see right below me. And the male character got, he used to be a cop. He quit because he realized he was, he was, he's supposed to be fighting the system and the system wasn't going to change. And he was, he was all, grr, that's as far as you get, as far as you get stupid, the writing awful, the dialogue between people completely unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. It, you, it would not happen even, even in the most fantastical story. No, no one, no one could, you know, like go from A, B to C. No, no, we, we go from C to F to Z in, in dialogue. It, it's stupid. The ending. Now, I didn't spoil it then, but I'm going to spoil it now. The ending of it all is a, is a Akira Evangelion mashup where she goes into the, uh, this extra dimensional space where the, where the, where the city was taken, sees her father her father says, you have two choices. I could go back in time so that the city never disappeared and everyone's life could go on from that moment. We can alter the past and everything will be fine. Or I could have the city stay, stay gone. We'll be gone forever, locked away in another dimension or gone or destroyed or whatever. And you could, you could stay with your life the way it is. What do you want to do? The entire damn episode the, the entire series she has lamented about her lot in life she has said if only this didn't happen everything would be better up until literally the episode before this so when she chooses no i don't want to mess with time it's fine we'll leave it as it is 
completely unbelievable. Oh, but but Heathen Dog, she she learned throughout the series that that you know changing time is bad, and and you know she has to learn to live with what she's dealt. Except she learned that lesson in literally thirty seconds because up until the episode before, she was like, oh, if only I can go back in time. What? What? She she was able to return the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. Fix everyone's life who was ruined by this cataclysmic event. And have zero consequences. No consequences at all. None. Her father was clear on this. No consequences. You get to eat your cake and have it too. And she said, nah, fuck everybody. I want to be on the back of that scooter. There you go. That's what that's what it is. That's what it is. But I'll never meet him. Oh no. She basically could have fixed the lives. <laughs> of so many people, and she said, Oh, F them. Eh, F them. I, I want my new boyfriend. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Stupid as shit. So my last one was two stars. Looking back on it, oh, I was way too generous. It's a one-star anime. It's a one-star right, anime. Do, do not watch it. Do not watch it. It's stupid. Stop it. Just stop it. Everyone involved should feel bad. Yes. I agree. There you go. That's my worst anime of the year. So what are your thoughts on this area? Do you have, do you have anything, what's your thought on the worst comic or anime of 20? Are we off base? We're not. But... If you have something even worse, or something that also deserves the golden poo, please let us know. And they suggest for future RNG topics we will take. Thank you, everyone. Remember, be a legionnaire, and always like, share, subscribe, join for full streams of anime, comics, and game reviews, member-only chat and giveaways, and monthly Q&A inflation with members, and cash towards the Patreon goals. And every we have more randomness, any anime, comic, gamer, nerd topics, nerd news, opinion, and commentary. And if you have any top suggestions, please, as always, let us know, and be a legionnaire. It's now time to roll. Yes, it is. And we have right now 11 subscribers in the game right now. Come on, that people. If you're a subscriber, exclamation point Amazon. Exactly. We're guaranteed two cards to give away. If we can get four more subscribers in on this, I'm rolling for three. That's I'm rolling right. for three. I want you it. four more people to go in, and we know we got the subscribers in the channel, so come on. What? You don't like money? Don't like money? That's crazy talk. Everyone likes money. If he the dog wants to wander into the into the ah, gates of hell, it made a sense. Ornara Goro. Ugh. Legion of Myth has entered the giveaway. Oh no! I just tell let's tell people to join. I accidentally entered us. <laughs> Remove us. Remove us. I, I don't care. I don't think I can't wait. Eh, that's can fine. I? It won't affect it. I can't. All right. It's fine. It won't affect it. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Exclamation point Amazon to join. Join, join, join. All right. We've got, uh, I'll give you 20 more seconds because this is important. 20 uh, more seconds. That's right. 20 seconds. If you're in there and you were gifted a sub, don't just sit there. Don't type just sit there. Just do Amazon. it. Do it to it. Subscribers only. This Red Hammer's already in. He's already in. Who? My understanding he's an increase, but clear. The ending was bad, right? <laughs> yes, it was very bad. <laughs> very very bad Down problem. Nomad you are wait wait Down Nomad is not involved in this giveaway Down Nomad type in exclamation Amazon right now right now right now do it now start calling do people it out now. 
I'm calling you out, man. Calling you out. You're in chat. You're obviously here. You are a subscriber. I don't see your name in this damn list. Do it now. Exclamation point Amazon. Oh, no. I don't like Amazon for ethical reasons. Shut up. It's free money. That's the only ethical reason you need. He's not doing it just to spite you. He's not doing it. Hey, it's it's 25 bucks. Are you shaming? <laughs> <laughs> I am Amazon shaming. It's the only shaming that's left aloud in the East in the Western world now. Amazon shaming. <laughs> when I was a kid, fat shaming was my jam, but now I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a sad statement. All right. Well, I guess no one else wants uh, money. I guess I guess Dow Nomad does not want free money. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to close the giveaway in five, four, three, two, one. Done. All right. We are picking two winners because we don't count. Mm-hmm. in the county <laughs> we don't count all right here we go first winner first winner what else Woo-hoo, what, you else won. Congratulations. what else is our first winner okay second winner second winner we're coming second winner is red hammers yeah red hammers you've won there you go red hammers wins congratulations you'll be getting the, those uh gift cards after the stream what else to me? Three and Red Hammers. Congratulations. Congratulations, indeed. I'm going to write that down just so in case I forget. I'm like, oh my God. Please send Heathen Dog a uh, whisper. Yes, uh, send me a whisper with your email address because I'm going to, you know, send it through. And he will email you the code. That way. So, congratulations to all of our winners. Thanks for being here. And don't forget, in two weeks, we have our big end of year giveaway. That's going to be big. It is. Yes, very big. Very girthy. Oof. Not for kids. Not for kids. <laughs> All right, human dog, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do the end. All right. Let me get to the right point in the slides here. Garthon's voice oh. is gone because Garthon is okay. sick. Garthon's barely hanging I got you. on. I got you, I got you. Okay. But your love keeps me hanging I got you. on. Okay. Do not miss Max Liao on YouTube. He is he is uh, doing Endless Legends, Necrophage, Stellar Tash's Book of Demons, and the Spatials, Galactology. The first stream is up now. Second stream's coming soon. Now, Astroneer is what's coming up next, and I know you're going to like that because he hasn't been an Astroneer over a year, and he is going to suck at it, and everyone loves it when Max Liao fails. That's the way it is. All right, now. Closing out 2019, 21 December, we will not be back. Next Saturday, we will not be here. We are taking the week off to do Christmassy type stuff, but we will be back on the 28th of December for a best of episode. That doesn't mean a clip show. That means we're going to talk about our best comic. We're going to talk about it. It's not going to be a clip show. We're going to talk about it. And if we have 100 subscribers, we will be giving away the cash of all of of our Steam games. And that's about 40 from what uh, Max Liao told me a week ago. And, of course, uh, our next, after that, in the new year, our very first episode of the new year will be the 4th of January. And we have a new look. Uh, Garthon's going get, to get the reverse mohawk, and I'm going to get a new wife. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so, also, 2020 is coming soon, obviously. We're a couple weeks away. And, of course, that means Gen Con 2020. The badge registration is 26th January. Activity sign-up is 17th May. And the event itself is 30th July to the 2nd of August. I'll be there. Garthon will be there. Max Liao will be there. And if Elgarian is not there, he's fired. That's it. He's, I'm saying it now. He's fired. So start planning now. 
to join the Legion of Myth at Gen Con 2020. If you want to discuss it, if you want some help, you want some advice, you want some tips, you want some tricks, and go ahead to our Discord. We have our own uh, Gen Con Discord chat channel, so do that now. And then our stream schedule. Of course, you can see it, you can love it, you can do it. Uh, one change on, two changes on this. Uh, Elgarian is no longer in Left 4 Dead 2. He opted out uh, just, a, just a little while ago. And Garthon will not be doing Final Fantasy 3. He'll be doing Luna, colon, something or other. I forget the name. Lunar Silver Star Story. Lunar Silver Star Story. There you go. But everything else is just right. And, of course, uh, you can join our Discord community. Follow us on Twitter. Watch us on YouTube. And, of course, subscribe on there, too, because why not? And watch and chat live here on Twitch. And, of course, you want to get our gear. That's a good time, too. Yeah. And of course, you know our current goals. We we I don't know if we hit the subscriber goal yet, but Zon helped us out really fun, really a lot. He gave one one person a six month sub. That's freaking amazing. Zon should be applauded. He should be in your prayers at night, <laughs> along with your family and your nana. That's how it goes. Zon is nana territory now. Level of level of revere. That's right. And of course, like I said, if we hit uh, that 100, uh, 100 uh, Twitch subscriber goal, we'll empty out the cash of about 40 games. The last live stream, Tuesday, 2019, which is the 28th of this month. And of course, we want to thank all of our Patreon and Twitch supporters, especially Zon, again, in prayers at night. T tell your priest, he's a saint. And we want to thank all of our Twitch subscribers. They are cool. They are awesome. We want them to stay here. We want them to have fun. We want them to win money and even if i have to shame them dow nomad to try and get them to win money i will do so because i do it for your own good that's how it is and of course everyone be well be wary it's christmas time icy it's cold and remember you only have one life live it well live it nerdy and have a great diurnal anomaly